I'm Maria, and welcome to the 3L podcast series, Limited Liability Leadership, Raising the Bar in Leading the Bar. Thanks for checking out our upcoming limited podcast series developed and produced by Class 8 of the W.N. Reese Smith Jr. Leadership Academy Program of the Florida Bar. Good afternoon. This is the Limited Liability Leadership Podcast, where we'll be discussing raising the bar and leading the bar. My name is David Thompson, trial attorney with Coker Law in Jacksonville, Florida, and a member of the Florida Bar Leadership Academy Class 8. I'll be your host today as we discuss bar committees and functions of the bar. Uh, Today, I'm excited to introduce our two guest speakers. First, from the Florida Bar Board of Governors, founding partner of Orr Cook, who's previously served on eight standing committees, attorney Michael Orr. Uh, we also have attorney Michaela Davis, a rules attorney with the Florida Bar for the past four years, who works with several of the court rule committees and jury instructions committees. Uh, first, let me thank you both for being here with us today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having us. All right. Uh, I guess we can just jump right in. Um, and Michael, I'm going to start with you on the Board of Governors. Can you tell us how long you've been on the board, the process one would go through to get on the board? If you could start with that, please. There's a lot there. Well, again, thanks for inviting both of us. It's a a pleasure and honor to be on with both of you. Uh, You're both stars and and you do a lot uh, for the bar. Me personally, I I got involved originally through the Young Lawyers Division, uh, was president of that division back in the 2014-15 timeframe. And I sat on the board as president-elect and president of the Young Lawyers Division. You have ex-officio seats and a voting seat if you're the president. Um, and so I had those two years. And then I ran a few years ago for the Fourth Judicial Circuit once Fred Franklin uh, was not going to run again for his particular seat. And that process is essentially uh, notification goes out from the bar, the bar news, advises that one of the seats are up. Uh, in, in our circuit in the fourth, there are two seats. Uh, this particular seat, uh, you have to get people to nominate you. Uh, you turn that submission in. Usually it's by around December 15th, I believe. Uh, once that gets into the bar, they certify the, the nominations, who's running. And then the voting period is usually in March. And, uh, It's tallied rather quickly, uh, both electronic and mail-in ballots, and usually know who's who's representing or who's won a particular seat by uh, late March, early April. And so that's sort of the time frame. And um, and, and I was lucky enough to to be elected and uh, have served in that capacity and then gone on in, in other capacities as in different chair positions with Well, we'll get to that in a little bit later. Um, I guess, how long is someone selected to the board after you get selected? And is there a type of re-election process? There is. And, and so there's a term, uh, usually it terms two years, but for various reasons, a term could be shorter. Uh, if somebody's running for president, you're taking over someone else's term and they, or they ended prematurely for whatever reason they made the decision they didn't want to serve a a full two years. Um, So you may have a situation where your term is only one year as opposed to two, but generally it's two. And so you're running uh, in the middle of your second year on the board, you're running for your next term if you want to do that. There are people that have served on the Florida Bar Board of Governors for a very long time 
Ian Comiskey from Philadelphia, who served for a number of years, Brian Burgoon from Atlanta, uh, both out-of-state members on the Board of Governors. And so you have individuals that will serve uh, four, five, six terms. And that's usually about the, the max before somebody says, all right, I want to turn it over to, to somebody else uh, to come on board. And, and there is, there's no written rule that says exactly how many terms that, you know, you can only do one term or two terms uh, in, in that regard. But most people on the Board of Governors uh, are, I would say, from what my experience has been, I see people usually doing around four terms is the average uh, but before they try to give up their seat. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Ms. Michaela, as far as the standing committees go, how does someone get to be on one of the standing committees? Yes. How you get on the standing committees is that you apply each year. You can apply by submitting a committee preference form. And those forms are generally available in your Florida Bar portal around December of each year. And they are due mid-January of each year. There are over 70 standing committees to apply for. And um, I personally deal with the court rules of committees. And within those, there are about 13 committees you can apply for. And you submit your application or your committee preference form mid-January. And then the Florida Bar President-elect selects who would be on the committees, starting with a term of July 1st of each year. Okay. And if the president-elect ends up selecting one of the committees that you you chose to be on, how long do you get to serve on that committee? You uh, will initially be appointed for three years. Um, The terms are three years. If you would like, you can ask for reappointment for a total of six years on the committee consecutively. And then you must take a three-year break from that particular committee. So if you are on the Civil Rules Committee, you can serve for six years, and then you would have to take a three-year break to serve on the Civil Rules again. However, you can apply to another Standing Rule Committee right after your term expires, or technically you can do um, multiple committees at the same time if you would like. Okay. Michael, going back to the Board of Governors, I guess you you said that there were some out-of-state members. Can you tell us about how many members there are on the Board of Governors and how they're comprised? Yeah, so there's we have 20 circuits in the state of Florida, and the number of representatives for each particular circuit differ based on the population of, of attorneys. I mentioned a moment ago the fourth judicial circuit where Clay, Duval, and Nassar, we have, we have two. Uh, but there are a number of uh, lawyers who are out-of-state members of the Florida Bar, um, and you know they may be practicing in D.C. or Atlanta, and uh, but they have a Florida Bar membership and they maintain that that Florida Bar membership, and so that out-of-state uh, contingency of of the bar's membership has representation on the Board of Governors. They actually have four representatives on the board, and. Last check, I want to say there were over 15,000 members of the Florida Bar who live outside of the state of Florida. Um, but you know, you're elected, you have staggered terms throughout the state. And so 
those those 52 members are comprised of the elected members of the bar. And this might be a broad question, but what do you actually do when you guys meet? What are you guys discussing? Well, I, I joked with uh, our president-elect Michael Tanner, and, and uh, I know our current president, Dory Foster Morales, has said it, that we've done more this year than we've done any other year. And I don't know if that's because of the ability to meet via Zoom and do things remotely. We're, we're having more and more meetings. Uh, but we do uh, so much, it's hard to kind of list them all. We have our own committees. Uh, we have board committees, um, uh, an audit committee, a budget committee, uh, certification plan appeals committee, communications. We have acronyms out the wazoo, DPC, DRC, PEC, executive committee, investment committee, legislative committee. Gosh, I feel like I'm uh, BRC, which I'm, I'm chairing presently as the board review committee on professional ethics which sits as somewhat of an appellate body over uh, advertising decisions in Florida from the Standing Committee of, on, on Advertising and the uh, Florida Bar staff that handles the advertising uh, submissions in Florida. We have a rules committee. We had uh, that committee met today uh, for a couple of hours going through line by line all the rules that are being proposed, uh, changes to rules that are being proposed. And, and we Everything from commas to capitalizations, grammar, we're, we're reviewing those in accordance with uh, Florida Supreme Court guidelines on, on those rule submissions. We have a technology committee. We have a strategic planning committee. So, in all, we, and then we have special committees that are appointed to, to study and make recommendations uh, to various issues that come up. Uh, throughout the year. So there's there's just a whole lot of committee meetings. Uh, those are generally uh, scheduled at various times, but then we try to have a number of those committees meet on the Thursday before our board meetings. And our board meetings are typically on a Friday uh, where the committees are reporting and we're hearing from various individuals and, and voting and debating uh, items. Sounds like a lot of reading and writing. Thousands of pages uh, of submissions for every meeting. Uh, it's and, and a lot of that, David, is the, uh, in my opinion, the most important thing the bar does is the grievance process and the disciplinary process. Yeah, we we review uh, a number of uh, disciplinary uh, cases that come before the board at each meeting, and sometimes a case could end up being hundreds, if not thousands of pages, depending on the significance of the case and the, and the number of submissions that were made below. And so there is a, a, a very large amount of work in heavy lifting when it comes to the discipline process. All right. Thank you very much for that. Now, Ms. Michaela, kind of to shift gears, can you kind of let us know a little bit more about how the standing committees operate, which ones you actually um, help run, how many people approximately on each ones, where they meet, what's discussed, that type of information? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of different standing committees, and it actually um, goes to uh, what Mike was saying about the different things the Board of Governors do, where there's committees that do essentially or some of the same things at 
the bar level instead of the board of governors level. So for example, there's like the bar service committees where you have the mental health and wellness of Florida. There's the leadership academy that's a bar service committee. There's the certification committees. So they deal with committees or types of law where you can be certified in a type of law and getting those tests together and whatever applications you have to do to be certified in a type of law. There's the substantive law committees. There's the public service committees. And the committees I deal with are the court rules committees where we submit rules of court for the Supreme Court's consideration. And on these different committees, approximately how many people are on each one? I am not quite sure, besides um, my committees, the court rules committees, how many are on each one. But I would guess that it varies by committee. For example, uh, in the court rules committees, there could be a committee that are about 20 people up until about 45 or 50 members. Okay. And where do these committees, I guess, uh, COVID, we're meeting all on Zoom now, but normally, where are they meeting? When are they meeting? Yes. Standing committees, if they have meetings of schedule, they will normally meet three times a year. And... um, that's usually at the annual convention and the fall meetings that's in around October and the winter meetings that's in January or February. So usually it's in person and usually it's two to three times a year. Okay. And, and I, at one point you were discussing the bar service committees. I appreciate the shout out for Leadership Academy as this is being run uh, by them. This is our class project for class eight, which we'll say is the best class. <laughs> so, so I appreciate the shout out. But um, Michael, moving on kind of just to discuss time commitment, you already discussed the numerous different kind of uh, committees there are on the Board of Governors. You being a, a partner running your own firm, being on the board of governors, what kind of time commitment is someone looking at after being selected to be on the board of governors? And, and I think we could start, David, with it's like anything else that, that you've done or Michaela, if, if, how much you want to put into it. Um, there are people that I know on that board who are working every single week on Florida Department. There are people that are extremely uh, involved and dedicated to to pour in that kind of work. However, I don't know if there's an easy way to say this is the baseline because some committees are are way more involved than than others. Uh, Then again, uh, one committee that could be dormant for a while all of a sudden could uh, explode with the, the volume of work that's required. And certainly if you're in chair positions uh, or chair elect or vice chair positions, your workload could increase dramatically. Uh, there are people on the board of governors who may serve on, you know, call it two committees, three committees and others who may serve on five or six. Uh, serving on the executive committee adds to your work tremendously. Uh, but I, but you pointed out a moment ago the, the volume of review that's done, the number of pages that we get in our agendas, both at the committee level and at the board level. And I, I think that's where a lot of the time comes in that, that people don't see the, the time commitment. So you may have in a given month, four or five Zoom meetings. And I'm going to use that as the example since that's what we've been doing uh, this year. We haven't had an in-person meeting um, this far year. 
you may have those Zoom meetings and, and spend five to 10 hours in the week that you're having the actual meeting on Zoom. In addition to that, you may have, depending on your committee uh, commitment, another five to 10 hours in that same month of committee meetings and committee prep. Uh, now you're up to 10 to 20 hours in a given month. On top of that 10 to 20 hours, you have to look at what type of, of review you're doing for your various committees. And if you're on the disciplinary review committee, for example, that can be significant. You can add, sometimes I'll spend an entire day just reviewing materials for uh, DRC, we call it, for the discipline so someone really has to be willing to do this. This isn't just like a whim where I want to go do it on the weekend type deal. I will say this. It's it's one of the most rewarding experiences I've, I've ever had in my life. Um, the, the people on this board are just tremendous individuals. And they they are so bright, and so kind, so caring. And they're and they're just amazing people to work with and at from top to bottom and you meet them and you, you just want to spend time with them. So for me, that the lucky byproduct of, yeah, you've got all this work you've got to do, but you meet these incredible people and you really are doing service for, uh, for the bar. I mean, when we're modifying rules and discussing modification of rules, a lot of times we're modifying rules because lawyers came to us and said, look, we've got a problem. This rule is not good in application. This bar rule causes a problem. This advertising rule causes an issue. And we get to take that and then go to our committee meetings and say, listen, you know, Mr. Smith or Ms. Jones from, from Jacksonville had this issue and it makes sense. We should consider changing this rule. And so when you we act, you actually are able to make that change. And, and a lot of times, uh, like Michaela was saying earlier, you have to get for Supreme Court approval on a lot of rule changes. Uh, but the court has worked very well with us over the years. And this court in particular, uh, the most recent court, is very active in the, the actual administration of, of, uh, of justice and the, and the practice of law. And they are very hands-on. And um, I think to the extent that the practice of law is changing, and it rapidly is, if you look at other states, Supreme Courts are trying some very interesting things. Um, uh, there's a regulatory sandbox in one state where they're allowing non-attorney ownership of law firms and things like that that are very novel and, and different from what we're used to. But it is amazing to be able to, to participate in that. And so I think that the trade-off of a lot of work, but amazing experience and interaction. I, I would definitely agree. I've met some amazing people just in my Florida Leadership Academy class. So any kind of bar commitment stuff, you meet just great people. Um, Michaela, moving over to you now, I guess kind of same question. What's the kind of time commitment someone's going to need to be ready to give if they are selected by the president-elect to be on a standing bar committee? Yeah, I think I agree with Michael when he said it depends on what kind of involvement you want to have. At minimum, I think each committee is very different, even within the court rules committees, which I deal with. For example, the things that civil procedure rules committee deal with and the volume of it is a lot different than a committee like the traffic court rules committee. But 
at minimum, you're expected to attend every meeting, which three times a year, and the meetings are usually about three to four hours. So that that's a, a commitment. You're likely to be involved in the different subcommittees of the committees, and that's really where the work is done. They'll have several meetings with leading up to the full committee meeting where the referrals to the court rules committees are made, and the committee analyzes it, researches, drafts, and then has a product for the full committee to review. So let's say you're involved in one subcommittee, and that subcommittee meets three or four times or once a month, then there, there's your hour there. And then your prep for those meetings, where you're researching, drafting, or presenting, or asking around, asking others about this rule amendment. So that gives you another couple hours. So I would expect that a committee member would spend at least three to four hours a month on committee matters. Okay. And, and Michaela, you mentioned referrals. And, and I think Michael kind of got started starting with that on the, the board of governors level. How do, I guess, referrals come regarding if someone has a question on how statutes applied in practice, think there should be a change of rule? How is that done? And who can do that? Any person. So any person can submit a rules request or a suggestion for a new rule. Pro se people have submitted referrals to the committee many times, and those have gotten accepted by the committee. So lawyers submit um, rule amendments, judges sometimes, and sometimes we get uh, referrals directly from the Supreme Court to do rule amendments. Sometimes we have to respond to legislation that is passed by the legislator. So there's really many different ways court rules can be changed. And usually it's just an email to the chair or to myself um, saying there needs to be a rule amendment and these are the reasons why. So it's really a simple process to submit a rule amendment and any person can do it at any time. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Michael, I think you started talking about it a, a little bit ago as um, the disciplinary boards, I think that you had, but are there mandatory committees that the board of governors have to be on or mandatory review boards, anything like that? Yeah, the president-elect appoints and you submit just like uh, you would for a standing committee submitting to the president-elect to get appointment. The board members submit uh, interest forms saying, I'd really like to serve on this committee or in this chair or chair elect uh, or vice chair position, and the president-elect makes those appointments. Um, there are certain positions on the Board of Governors, certain chair positions, where uh, that's picked essentially a year in advance. You serve as a vice chair with the understanding you'll be chair next year. And uh, right now, uh, I'm serving as co-chair-elect of DRC with a lawyer from Miami, Jordan Bresnick. And so we're both in that role this year as Scott Westheimer's chair. Next year, we'll move into the role as, as co-chair of, of DRC. And so that that's kind of how it works. The president has prerogative, but the I think the big difference between our appointments and the appointments that Michaela's referring to is the president-elect has to choose between you know 50 people or so for, for ours. And for one of the committees that Michaela helps out, they, the president-elect may have hundreds 
may have over a thousand lawyers applying to a committee that has 50 seats. And, the, and so it's extremely, some of those committees are extremely competitive. And um, I see yeah, Michaela. I know, I was saying, you. I wanted to interrupt a little bit there because although there's 50 seats on the committee, because the terms are staggered, really not all 50 seats are going to be available. So you usually you're looking about 10 seats each year when you have hundreds of applications. So it's really tough for the um, Florida bar president to pick. Okay. And I guess when you have those, um, you said in December when it goes out, or is there a certain amount that you can apply for in case you don't get one? Yes, I believe you can pick your top three. Michael, just going back to you, I guess, um, is there anything that someone can do to help their chances of getting selected to the board? I know you start off on the wild D board and things like that. Is that type of uh, service in the bar helpful? And what kind of things would you would you suggest? Absolutely. I, I think uh, the Young Lawyers Division is an incredible place to get involved, whether that be on a local level like the, the Hillsborough County uh, Young Lawyers Section or the Dade uh, uh, Young Lawyers Section. Th those types of, of uh, groups have tremendous exposure uh, and, and wonderful training uh, with, with all that the bar does. And then obviously the Young Lawyers Division of the Florida Bar is, is very similar to the big board, we call it, uh, that they have elected members for their judicial circuits, and they have a, a board that does a tremendous amount of work uh, for the bar. And so that's a great avenue. And then you also have the local bar associations that I know two members of your firm, uh, very good friends, David, are, are serving on our Jacksonville bar. Uh, locally, and that's a great area to get get exposure and experience. The Florida Bar Leadership Academy, uh, ever since Renee Thompson and, and Jean Pettis uh, really spearheaded that, it's it's been incredible. And I know Judge Drake locally put a lot of time in, in, in turning it into what it is today, and uh, some tremendous leaders have come out of that group. So I think in sections and committees, rules committees, business law section, reptiles, trial lawyers section, those sections have amazing opportunities to get involved. And, and if you're a new lawyer or, or a lawyer who's been around a long time and just hasn't been involved with the bar, getting involved with a section is a very easy way to get exposure and get experience. And whereas a committee may have a tough time getting appointed, with those sections, when you thought your annual report with the bar, Add that you want to join a section, join a section, and then start showing up. And, you know, that's half of life is showing up. And if you show up to these section meetings, you're going to have a tremendous opportunity to get exposure. Yeah. And, and Michaela, I, I guess, same for you. Yeah. I'm sorry, you're so I eager to go, go for it. Just go for it. That's I exactly. I, I was going to ask you the same question. Yeah. Off of what Mike said, I totally agree with what he said about getting involved in the sections and the volunteer bar associations, because some of these committees are really competitive. And I also recommend you apply every year, definitely, because you don't know what they may be particularly looking for each year. So if you don't get it one year, I definitely recommend applying again. And then the second thing I would recommend is talk to someone who's on the committee that you want to be on and get an idea 
of what it's going to be like. And then you could say in your application, well, I know committee members, you know, do this and I have this experience doing this. So if you know a little bit more about what your committee that you want to be on does, you're able to embellish your application. Okay. And how would one go go about finding who's on a committee or who's on the board or anything like that? Yeah, on the board or any committee, it's all on the Florida Bar website. So you would go to the Florida Bar website, click about the bar, click on your committee or your section or the Florida Bar Board of Governors, and then click on your specific committee that you're looking at. And then all the members and their photos will come up. So maybe think about talking to somebody in your area or maybe at your firm or a firm close to you that um, may have some experience and could give you some background on how to get or what the real the committee is like. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I could talk to you two all day about these topics. I, I want to say again, uh, thank you on behalf of Leadership Academy Class 8 uh, for your time out of your busy schedules to come um, be with us today. That's going to wrap up our discussion for now about uh, bar committees and functions of the bar. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Limited Liability Leadership Podcast. Uh, don't forget to check out the other episodes to learn more about raising the bar and leading the bar. Thank you all very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you, David. Great seeing you guys. Great seeing you guys. Have a good one.